For I am crucified with Christ And yet I live Embrace the cross Where Jesus Welcome to Crossbound Ministries where we are bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world, encouraging Christians and pointing sinners to the cross. Will you please pray about supporting our broadcast and ministry that gives us the ability to spread God's word. You can get involved by going to crossboundministry.com. Please welcome our preacher, Mike Sadler, as he brings us an important message from God's word. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you for tuning in today. If you have a Bible, open it with me to the Gospel of John, John chapter 16. We're going to go from verse 7, Lord willing, to verse number 15. And today we're going to look at the work of the Holy Spirit. The work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has such important work to do. He is a, a part and a piece of God himself. He is a part of the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. And he has a important part to play, and he has a lot of work to do here on earth. And he has a lot of work to do in you and in me. Amen. So the Gospel of John, John chapter 16, and verse number 7. The Bible says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you you the disciples would not be left without help and comfort christ would send the holy spirit to be their helper jesus even said it's to your advantage that i go away now this is jesus talking to the disciples and he's telling them it's expedient for you in other words it's to your advantage and it's good for you that i go away because why i'm going to send the holy spirit unto you and when the Comforter comes, he's going to empower you. He's going to give them courage so that they can preach and teach and witness and not be ashamed, amen, and have boldness for the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Holy Spirit had been in the world before then, but in this way, it's in the New Testament. He's coming in a, in a, in a new way, amen. He's coming to convict the world of sin and to indwell those who have accepted Christ as the person, as your personal Savior. Because the Bible says you're sealed unto the day of redemption when you're born again. How does he do that? With the Holy Spirit, with a piece of God himself who indwells you. There's your promise that you are sealed unto the day of redemption. You're not going to lose your salvation. It's not based on you. It's based on him, his word, and his promise. And thank God for that. The Bible even says no man can pluck them out of my father's hand. And nobody is greater than God. Amen. When he says no man, he means no man, no woman, no child. You're not going to lose it. Nobody's going to take your salvation. It's yours. It's based on God's word and God's promises. Verse number eight. And when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. He will reprove. Reprove means to convict, convince, tell a fault, rebuke, rebuke. He will reprove. He will show them 
that they need to change. He will show them that they need a Savior. And the Holy Spirit convicts the world of sin and of righteousness and in judgment. The Holy Spirit creates an inner, inward awareness of these things. You see, He speaks to their conscience. You know you've lied. You know you've stolen. You know you've sinned. You know you need a Savior because you can't save yourself. You know death is going to come knocking on your door. He's going to convict them. He's going to reprove the world of sin. So the Holy Spirit condemns the world by the very fact that he's here because he's righteous, pure, just, and holy, just like Jesus is. See, when Jesus was here on earth, they hated him. Why? Why would they hate him? He healed the sick, made the lame to walk, made the blind to see. Why they hate him so bad? Because he condemned them. He condemned them by their rights, by his righteousness, his justness, because he was pure, righteous, and holy. Listen to me, Christian. You do not have to do one thing to make the people of this world hate you. Just you being like Christ, being righteous, just, holy, and pure. They will hate you for that. But the Bible says that it's a, you got great rewards in heaven when you're being hated for that. Amen. That's exactly what it says. And so he says he will reprove them. He's going to show them that they're a sinner. He's going to convict them. And they're either going to run toward Jesus or they're going to want run away from him. Amen. Because that's what conviction does. It makes them very, very uncomfortable. It makes them squirm. It shows them who they really are instead of who they think they are. It shows them who they are when looking through God's eyes. Amen. Not through their own. He is convicting them. Verse number nine, of sin, because they believe not on me. The Spirit convicts the world of sin to draw them to salvation. It's not for any other reason, but he's showing them who they really are, convicting them of their own sin so that they would be saved, so that they would be drawn to Christ, so that they could be born again. But some will refuse. And some will run. But do not, listen to me, Christian, do not let that hinder you from spreading the gospel to the next person. Because that person that was rude to you, mean to you, didn't want to hear what you had to say, hey, they may turn around next week, next month, next year, and be the one of the best Christians, get born again, get saved. You really don't know what's going on in that person's heart. And they may have been harsh and mean to you because they were so convicted because they knew that they need to be saved. And verse number nine says of sin because they believe not on me. Jesus said they, because they don't believe on me. That's why they refuse. And the Holy Spirit's presence in the world, it, witnessed, it witnesses, it's a witness to their own sin, just like you can be, amen, with your testimony. Verse number 10, of righteousness because I go to my Father and ye see me no more. The Savior claimed to be righteous, but listen, some men said he was had a demon or a devil, but thank God man does not have the final word. No, sir, no, ma'am. God speaks the final word, and God said, my son is righteous, and I will prove it by raising him from the dead and taking him back to heaven. Amen. So praise the Lord that man does not have the final say-so. Satan himself does not have the final say-so. But God and his holy word has the final say-so. It is the final authority. 
The Holy Spirit witnesses to the fact that Christ was right and the world is wrong. And listen to me. It doesn't matter when you're listening to this message. On this day, that fact will always be true. That Christ is right and the world is wrong because man's opinion changes. I was just talking to my son about George Washington. You know that George Washington was... I wouldn't say kill, but they were trying to heal him and they were bloodletting. They were letting his blood out and then it wind up killing him. And we look today and we look back and go, man, that's so foolish. How could they do such a thing? Because they didn't know any better. That's why they thought they were really trying to help, but they have come along and learned and they've changed so many things. And now they can look back and go, wow, that's not the thing to do. We're not going to do that anymore. So many things change. A man's opinion will change, whether it's coming to helping people or changing something or fixing something. As he learns, his mind will change or his attitude will change, or his attitude will change his mind. But listen to me, God's word never changes. It is the same yesterday as it will be a million trillion years from now. As a matter of fact, it's never going anywhere. The Bible says, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall endure forever. It will never change. Amen. So thank God that God and his word has the final say so. Why? Because God is the same, the same yesterday, the same today, and the same forever. Amen. It's man that changes. So thank God, God will always have the final say so. Verse number 11 of judgment, because the prince of this world is judged. Do you know who the prince of this world is? Satan. The Bible calls him the little g God of this world. He may be a lot more powerful than, than a human being, but he is nothing compared to God. You see, the devil has already been condemned, but all who refuse the Savior, all who refuse, refuse the Lord Jesus Christ will share his awful judgment in a place called hell. But that's not what God wants for you. God sent his son so that we may be redeemed. Listen to me. God loves you so much that he didn't make a way. He did not make a way for Satan to be redeemed, for Satan to be saved. Satan knows the final outcome. It's a place called hell, and there's nothing he can do to ever stop that. But listen to me. God did not make a way for him to be redeemed or him to be saved or those fallen angels God didn't make a way for them to be redeemed or for them to be saved, but God loved you so much that he sent his son to die on the cross so that you could be redeemed, so that you can be saved. So if you ever wonder how much God loves me, you think about that. God loves you enough that he sent his own son to die on the cross and make a way for you to be saved when he didn't even make a way for the fallen angels to be saved. That's how much he loves you. Amen. And so many, many look around as I did before I truly got born again and I would judge myself by other people and I'd say, well, I'm not like them. I didn't murder nobody. I didn't, I've never done that. I've never did this. I didn't say that. I didn't go there. I'm not like them. I didn't do that. I'm better than they are is what your mind is really telling you. But the Bible has a lot to say about that. 
You see, because there's that one world religion, I'm a good person. But the Bible says there's none good, no, not one. As a matter of fact, Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. What does all mean? It means all. Red, yellow, black, and white. Short, tall, it doesn't matter. All means all. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. What do you mean come up short? I mean, no matter how good you are, or how many people you're better than. On judgment day, when you stand before God, you're going to come up short. You're not going to make it. In other words, the only way is through the Lord Jesus Christ. The only way to heaven is through the Lord Jesus Christ. There is a, no other way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man come to the Father but by me. But oh, how many try to be that good person. They look around, they compare themselves with other people. But let me tell you what the Bible says about that in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse number 12. For we dare not make ourselves of the number or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves, but they, measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves, are not wise. The Bible says it's a foolish thing to look around and compare yourself with other people. That's what it says. Even to a Christian, they look around and say, well, I never did that. I didn't say that. I didn't go there. The Bible says that is not wise. Because why? Because they are not the standard. They are not the standard to live by. Christ is the standard to live by. We should have our eyes on him, our focus on him, following him, living like him. Amen. Being in his word every day. And it's a continual change every day. Even the apostle Paul had a struggle with it. He said, I die daily. Now, if he didn't have a struggle with it, he wouldn't have said that. And many times we start to think, well, like there are these characters that aren't really real. But listen, the apostle Paul was like me or you. He was flesh and blood. He ate food. He breathed oxygen. He had all the, the earthly desires of any man. But yet he lived for Christ. He said, I die daily. Daily I put down what I want and daily I pick up what God wants. Dying to self, in other words. Verse number 12, I have yet many things to say to you, unto you, but ye cannot bear them. Listen to me. This is such an important teaching. This is an important principle of teaching. You see, there must be a certain progress in spiritual growth and in learning before those great advanced truths can be received from the Lord. Let me read it again. I have yet many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them now. The Lord Jesus told the disciples, I got so many things to tell you and teach you, but right now you can't bear them. Listen to me, Christian. It, it, you're not going to pick up the Bible and learn it in a year or two. No, there's way too many deep truths in it for that. And a lost person will never understand the Bible. Why? Because this is a spiritual book. And the only way to fully understand it is when the Holy Spirit that resides within you shows you the truth in God's holy word. And his spirit bears witness with your spirit. Yet, yes, that is true. Yes, that is true. Yes, that is true. And he will show you the truth. It's like somebody turns a light on in the dark and you go, wow, there it is. And God reveals it to you. And man, I love 
love that when that happens. Amen. God reveals in his word what he has to say to you for your life or the next step in your life or the direction you should go. Hey, that's the Holy Spirit speaking to you. And he does it through his word, through the Bible. Amen. And so here Christ is telling them, I got many things to tell you, but you can't yet receive them. Like the Bible says about a newborn babe in Christ, he desires the sincere milk of the word of God. He can't handle a steak yet. He's just a baby. He doesn't even have any teeth. No, he's got to grow. And how does he do that? By eating every day. How are you going to grow, Christian? By eating God's word every day, reading it, heeding it, applying it to your life. And you say, well, I want to know more. Well, listen, you better apply to your life what God has already showed you. Because why would he show you the next step or your next spiritual growth if you haven't already obeyed what he has shown you? He's not going to. But listen, when you read that Bible, when you obey the truth that he showed you, when you apply them to your life and you grow, this and he's going to show you the next truth. And when you apply that to your life, he's going to show you the next truth. And it just goes on and on and on. And you'll keep growing and growing and growing. And one day you'll be eating steak. And if you already are eating steak, if you're already a mature Christian, you'll never, 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 never exhaust the word of God. It is continual growth. And I believe that even in heaven, we will be continually forever learning about an infinite, thrice holy God and reading his word. Because like the Bible said, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall endure forever. And thank God. For that, is there going to be God's word in heaven? Yes, sir. According to that verse, he said, my word shall endure forever. Verse number 13. Howbeit, when he, the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. It is true in all ages that the spirit guides God's people in all truth. And today he does that through scripture, through God's holy word. He's given you 66 books to dive into, right? Psalms 119.105 tells you, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It shows you where you're at. It's a lamp unto your feet so you don't stumble, so you don't fall, so you don't trip over something. It's a lamp unto your feet and it's a light unto my path. It shows you which way you need to go. So you wonder, I wonder what God has for me in my life. I wonder where I'm supposed to be going. Well, get in God's word and he'll reveal it to you. Like that verse says, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Amen. Verse number 14. He shall glorify me for he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. This is such a short, simple verse, but listen to me. It is so deep and so profound. And there are some great truths in this verse. Listen to me. And he's talking about the Holy Spirit. He shall glorify me. By this verse, listen to me, Christian. By this verse, we can test all teaching and all preaching. Does it lift up the name of Jesus or does it lift up the name of a man or the name of a ministry or the name of a committee or the name of anything else? No, Jesus said he shall glorify me. Listen, when a preacher gets up preaching, if he's glorifying anything other than Christ, you have to wonder, make sure that you're in the right place. Because Jesus said, when a man's walking by the Spirit, when he's listening to the Spirit, when he's following the Spirit, he shall glorify me. He shall lift up 
the name of Jesus. What did he say? All men would be drawn unto me when you lift up the name of Jesus. Not the name of a church or denomination or anything else, but when you lift up the name of Jesus. Amen. And that's what he says here. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, he shall glorify me. Amen. So I ask you and I tell you, you can test all teaching and all preaching by this verse. Does it lift up the name of Jesus? Does it glorify the name of Jesus? Or does it glorify a man or a ministry or a building or a church or denomination? No. The Bible says he shall glorify me, the name of Jesus. Amen. Verse number 15. All things that the Father hath are mine. Therefore, said I, that he shall take of mine and shall show it unto you. Jesus said, all things that the Father have are mine. Everything that Jesus has, all his attributes, all his knowledge, all his things are mine. Why? Because they are one, the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And I've asked people, I've I've asked people to fully explain it, and I've also had someone ask me that. And you can't fully explain that. Why? Because you can't put God in a test tube and dissect him. No, the Bible says you take it by faith. Amen. All attributes of God belong to Jesus as well. It was the Holy Spirit that showed the apostles the different ministries, the different offices, taught him about grace and the fullness of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you know who's going to teach you, Christian? It's the Holy Spirit. When you're reading God's word, he says, that's true. That's true. That's true. When you're listening to, to sound doctrine, when you're listening to sound preaching, the Holy Spirit's gonna, his spit, wit, his spirit is going to bear witness with your spirit. That's true. That's true. That's true. And by the Holy Spirit, he will lead you into all truth. Why? Because his spirit will bear witness with your spirit that that is true. And he'll also bear witness to your spirit that you are a child of God. Amen. To give you that peace. That doesn't mean that you, if you doubt your salvation every now and then that you're not saved. No, sir. No, ma'am. Because them fiery darts the devil has, he's going to shoot them into your mind. He most certainly is. That's when you need to lift up that shield. Put on that helmet of salvation. Amen. Put on the full armor of God. I have a new book out and it's called Fearless Christians. And it will help you deal with a lot of those things that the devil throws at you. At you. And fear is one of the biggest tools that he can use. Because if you are full of fear, you're certainly not going to step out on faith. Amen. And so it's called Fearless Christian. You can pick it up at crossboundministry.com. And I do believe it will help you live a Christian life. I don't mean that you won't have any fear. No, but that you will put fear in its proper place. Because some fears are a good thing. Proverbs 1, 7 tells you that. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. That's a healthy fear. Not sticking your finger in a light socket. That's a good, healthy fear. You know it will hurt you. Amen. But there are some, a lot of bad fears. As I explained it to my, my children, the fear of a monster in the closet, that's a foolish fear. That's a false fear, right? That's a fear that the devil would use to scare you. Even though that's a simple analogy, Christian, listen, the devil will put fear in your life to keep you from stepping out on faith. So I really believe that that book will help you. And Jesus said, all things the Father hath are mine. Isn't that amazing? All things. 
I long for that day when we can look Jesus in the eye, walk hand in hand with him, when we can approach the throne of God, amen, as the river of life flows from it and being in the glory of a in the presence of a thrice holy God. But listen to me, if you've never been born again, if you've never been saved, the Bible says today is a day of salvation. What do I have to do? All you have to do is repent of your sins and put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray you have been blessed by today's message. If you have been saved or are in need of a prayer, please contact us at 352-247-9200. That's 352-247-9200. Thank you for tuning in to Crossbound Ministry Radio Broadcast. Will you please pray about supporting our ministry and broadcast? You can go to crossboundministry.com or send your support or gift to P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. That's P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. For a gift of $25 or more, we will send you a copy of Ray Comfort's book, Nothing Created Everything. Please pray for us as our ministry and radio broadcast grows. Tune in every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. to hear a message from our preacher, Mike Sadler. You can follow Crossbound Ministry on Facebook or visit us on the web at crossboundministry.com. If you are a woman in need of help with the With your pregnancy, there is hope. You can reach out to the Citrus Pregnancy Center. There's locations in Inverness and Crystal River. Their phone number is 352-341-5176. That's 352-341-5176. This broadcast has been sponsored in part by Henley's Grading Incorporated. For all your land clearing and hauling needs, located in Hernando, Florida, 352-897-3507. And Bruce Kaufman Construction, providing all your home building needs, 352-400-0230. This program is sponsored by Crossbound Ministry of Inverness, Florida, 352-247-9200. That's 352 247-9200.